Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who can help you in some very, very important part of your life as far as your business, your health, and of course, your fitness. And most importantly, how about your self-esteem? You know, if you've been listening to Conversations, you know I've been interviewing leading women since 2007. Boy, that time has passed. And I chose 19 of the best experts to co-author my new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. You know, if you're looking for personal stories and guidance and how to access your internal power and manipulate external environment and connect to others, you must read this book. It's about you, about you becoming a leading woman. And you can find this book in every bookstore, and Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, and it's really a, it's just a handbook. It's a wonderful handbook. And, you know, I'm, here's a woman, and here's a book that is so similar to Leading Women. I'm so excited. I'm pleased to talk about one of the trailblazers and one of the, the founders in we, women's leadership. So she's right on the mark. We must be soul sisters. And she's an entrepreneur. Her name is Sharon. Her name is Sharon Hadry. Now, Sharon is an international speaker. In fact, she just got back from a speaking tour in Brazil. And she's an author, a coach, and, an, and she's also a professor at, of, of the, in the Doctor of Management program at the University of Maryland and Bay Path University. She is a busy woman. And as, as a founder and a former executive director of the Center for Women's Business Research, Sharon has helped harness research and knowledge and have created knowledge that has transformed the, the market, the capital market, and experts, expertise and network for women entrepreneurs. She continues to write about women's business leadership for the Wall Street Journal, Enterprising Women Magazine, and many, many more. This book she co-authored with Laura Henderson, and, and it's called How Women Lead, Eight Essential Strategies Successful Women Know. So she is in the know about women's leadership. If you're thinking about, uh, you know, again, we want you so, it's so important for women to be leaders. And if you really want some expertise, here is one that can really help you. So I'm very ha happy and I'm so pleased to welcome Sharon Hadry to Conversations with Smart Amazing Women. Well, Sharon, again, as I, I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited to talk with you today. And, and uh, you know, the, the exciting thing for me is that, there are so many great things that are happening out there that we need to really celebrate that. So welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. You are one of those women. I'm honored and delighted to be part of it. Well, you know, this is, like I said, I, I think I'll, I'll just get on my little podium first because, you know, I'm si excited about this book. And as I said, I think you and I are definitely soul sisters. And the book that re recently came out of Ours Leading Women in December uh, mm -hmm. You know, there is so many. There are so many things that just, you know, we're we're just really speaking the same language. And uh, you know, we've been I've been working with women empowerment, women's issues since 2000. Well, forever. I've got daughters. I've got granddaughters. But since uh, 2007, really been going after this whole issue: women's issues, women empowerment. It all equals leadership. And you know, we're 75th in the world as far as our our levels of leadership, and it's just crazy. As I said, I've been in England, I've been in Scotland, I've been in Ireland, and every one of those countries 
have had women leaders, have had strong women leaders from Margaret Thatcher to, you know, they've had presidents, they've had, I mean, these countries, we are so far behind when it comes to women's leadership, it's almost embarrassing. Uh, on the other hand, um, you just came from Europe. I just came back from Brazil, and part of me is very excited as I realize the differences in the U.S. What I see is women are interested in taking control of their destiny. They're not scared to do so. We need to show people how to take care, uh, take charge of their destiny, why it's important, and what you can do while being both a woman and being an effective leader. So I think that's, it's very, to me, one of the good things about the U.S. is we as women do believe in ourselves and do feel that we can make a difference and can lead in our own style, whereas I found there was a great deal of timidity amongst many of the women that I was uh, working with uh, when I was traveling uh, in Brazil. Yeah, no, I, I, def, I definitely agree. You know, I, I'm excited about a lot of things that are going on. It's just interesting to look at our history. And as I said, I was, I was getting a history lesson. And, and of course, that doesn't mean that there aren't some wonderful, great things happening. We know that from our, from the books. And, and again, I want to congratulate you on this book because it truly is uh, an example, strictly a, vi- a visual tool that shows. 15 women, you bring women together and supporting women to really say, this is what's important. We have to support one another, and we have to really support ourselves, but we really have to have the backing of other women to really be successful, too. We have to have the backing of other women, but we have to have the backing of the men, too. And I think, uh, and I'm getting ahead of myself in this interview, I already know that, but I think the next, the next jump the next leap that we have to take is to engage the men also in advancing women in leadership. You know, we have wonderful research now from prestigious sources showing that having women in senior leadership, having women on boards of directors, increases performance, profitability, and makes organizations a place where people want to work. And so it I believe we have to make sure that the uh, looking at how we're moving women ahead, uh, how we evaluate women as leaders, because women do lead differently, yeah. but it's effective. Uh, and so I think the, the the next big issue is going to be how do we do this integration, which now, of course, we probably want to go back to the beginning and say, okay, what did you and I learn about women and women's leadership that we want to share on this uh, interview. Right, absolutely. We are getting a little ahead of ourselves because I think something that's very, very important is, again, your story and why you're doing what you're doing. And uh, that's really how I do start out most conversations is by talking about the personal story, the journey, uh, the passion, the purpose, and the drive that the, the woman has that basically has put her, put you, here today talking with me because I think that is so very important because we as women, one of the things that we do quite a bit is we compare ourselves to other women and, of course, don't realize that the journey for most women, especially women that are successful like yourself, that have created uh, your your career, you, you've developed and you, you're in a leadership position, realize, sometimes think it was easy, but as, you, as we all know, the journey itself sometimes 
really creates the uh, the character that we <laughs> that we end up having. So l l let's just talk about your story because again, you, you you talk about in the book how you came to write this book and how you came to be uh, came to talk with me today. Well, I'm doing my professional life in 20-year segments. So I spent 20 years uh, in corporate America at IBM where I got a world-class education in leadership, and it was a marvelous experience. I then spent 20 years establishing and running a nonprofit research institute that focused exclusively on women's leadership and women's entrepreneurship. And what we did there is we did primary research. The reason we were doing primary research is nobody else had done the research on women not only as leaders but as entrepreneurs. And we were able to show through data, hard data, that, and that's what really captured people's attention, that, in fact, women were leading, establishing and leading growing, vibrant businesses in all industries, not just in uh, some of the industries we often think women are in, but um, in construction and in manufacturing and in um, distribution. So women, uh, we, we were able to document and show the strength and growth of women-owned businesses and at the same time, the challenges with access to capital, access to markets, and access to networks. So that's my, that was my second 20 years. My third 20 years, which probably gives everybody uh, a good idea that I'm no spring chicken any longer, um, but that's good because I'm bringing to this a, an awful lot of experience and learning that I want to share. So I'm taking my third 20 years uh, to take everything that I learned and particularly about women's leadership in the first 40, and to write and to speak and to teach and share uh, what I learned. So in writing this book, and I have a co-author, Laura Henderson, the two of us had worked uh, together for many years. Uh, she herself was a very successful entrepreneur and woman leader. Um, what we wanted to do uh, is to inspire women to set high goals, to set high aspirations, and give them the knowledge and the tools that they need to achieve their goals. So that was the purpose of the book. It's based in research as well as the interviews with 15 uh, very um, accomplished women. And I think the most important thing that we learned in this was the um, value of, number one, taking control of your destiny, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more, and also believing in your leadership style. What we found is that very often women were trying to lead in a style that we had all learned if we went through any kind of graduate school. We learned, and it was a very, through a very masculine uh, lens, Right. And that we as women do lead differently. We need to learn to recognize that, to build on it, and to value our own leadership style. The exciting thing that you're talking about is that where women can actually start owning their femininity, owning who they are, and owning all these talents and abilities that we've always had. But again, as you as you mentioned, though, and this has been part of the issue, is that we have had masculine role models, whereas we, some of us really never, never had women leadership models to look at. You know, I had uh, two strong grandmothers and both running businesses, and I had a mother also in the business world. 
So I think, you know, it was it was different. I think it is different if you come from a background where you've had some, some role models of women that are actually being women and acting as women and also being leaders and being successful. So I think books that are coming out now, that's what young women are looking for. They're saying, yeah, I just don't have those models and I, I don't have that knowledge, but finding women like yourself and, and women that I've interviewed and the women in your book is, is exciting. It's it's kind of like a developing sisterhood, and these young women are so excited because they don't have trouble finding male mod, uh, mentors. They don't have that difficulty typically in the workplace. But when it comes to finding women role models and women mentors, you know that, that's been one of the questions I've heard more and more. We just need more. We need more of those to really, uh, again, support women. No, absolutely. Uh, So there's a couple of things. One is, first of all, each of us as an individual has to, uh, what I call, break free of the boundaries. Uh, One of the wonderful things about us as women is we're very sensitive to what's happening in the environment, what's happening socially, and so... Uh, we we often let what others believe should be our success define success for us. You know, it's so easy to let others define success for you. Your parents, your yeah. children, your spouse or your partner, um, your employees at, when you have a business or you're working. It's amazing. Everybody has some idea of what success should mean to each of us. Plus, there are still many social mores, I don't know what you want to call it, but there's still many things that we have in our society that say this is how women should behave. Yeah. And uh, so one of the most difficult and I think uh, most critical things is for each of us to recognize that we have to define success for our, ourselves And what we find that's interesting is that women tend to define success holistically. Uh, They they look at their overarching values. They think about, and what we urge women to do is to think about, over time, what is the difference you want to make because you've been here? And then to look at uh, setting goals and defining success. And what we find is that women are much more likely to define success, as I said, holistically, in terms of their personal lives, in terms of their business, in terms of their family, in terms of their community. And they set goals in all of these areas and look at how they integrate And I think that's an important word. We're not talking about this horrible word called balance, which quite frankly I think is a myth that has been passed off on women and increasingly is being passed off on men as well. I agree. It's not about balance. It's about integration and how do these fit together and recognizing that at different times in your life, different parts of your life may take a higher priority. Uh, and and that's okay, and that things will change over time and be open to that changing of what's uh, what's important to you and where you're putting your time and your energy and your effort. Well, as you've already said, though, it has been shown and proven time and time again when women are in leadership roles and they do sit at the board, uh, in boards, and, and they have a seat at the table, these companies are being very successful. But you also talk about the culture and the fact that women – do need to to be they need to choose what fit what is the right fit for them you know what the culture is what their what their goals and objectives are what they want and you know asking for for what you want is so very very important you know Cheryl Sandberg talks about that a lot is that you have to ask for what you want you have to you have to have a seat at the table 
you know, she was talking about holding your hand up and that men are men don't have difficulty with holding their hand up, whereas women sometimes put their hand down because they stopped asking or they think they're asking for too much. This is something that I think is, is so important is, is that likability and asking for what you want, looking at opportunities all has to be defined individually. But I think women Absolutely. also that women also fear being disliked, and this is something that's, that causes, you know, like you said, they're trying to measure up and have everyone agree and like what they're doing, which is not necessarily going to be the case when you're, when you're becoming a leader. Not all leaders are liked. I mean, they may be respected, but there's going to be times that what they do is not liked. Confrontation and likability is a real issue for women, especially when they start really looking at leadership roles. Well, I think uh, also we have to recognize that, Women's, as I said, women's leadership styles are different, right. and that women are much more likely to be collaborative and inclusive uh, in uh, their uh, leadership when they do problem solving. They bring others together, and there was some great research by MIT where they found, and uh, they actually didn't set out to see what the impact of women on decision making and problem solving was. They were looking for what uh, what will predict the success of a problem-solving group. And what they found in the research was that the only thing that made the difference was not the IQ of the people in the group, not having one person with a particular kind of experience. It was whether or not there were women in the group. And the reason for that was that women made sure that everybody's ideas were heard uh, they worked on synthesizing uh, all these ideas to get to the best solution, not just their solution. I mean, not only were uh, their, their problem-solving uh, with their solutions superior to the groups that didn't have women in them, but also they sustained high performance. So right. I, I don't think it's necessarily about whether or not you're confrontational. I think it's about how do you build on your leadership style. And also, again, as you say, you need to speak up, you need to present your ideas, and you need to advocate unabashedly for yourself. But it's also in how you do it. One of the things uh, that I heard from many of the women that I interviewed, and in particular one woman who was the... um, VP, a senior VP of uh, HR for a big hotel chain, she said, you know, Sharon, we as women need to value our strengths, quantify them, and ask for what we want. She said, when men come in and ask me for a promotion or they ask me for uh, a raise, they say, here's all the things I did in the last job. And she said, they tell me, I increased uh, productivity by X percent, I uh, decreased uh, expenses by Y percent, and you give me this job, you give me this increase, I'm going to increase uh, sales even more, and, and they they have specific numbers. She says, women come in and say to me, I did everything you asked, and I did it well, I deserve the promotion. Yeah. I think what we as women have to learn is, yes, we want to have a uh, Uh, our leadership style is inclusive and collaborative, but we also have to develop the business case and we have to develop our own personal business case, which is uh, what did you do, what was the value to the company in real numbers, and what will you do if you get this position? So uh, creating a personal business case 
at all times. You need an overarching business case. What is your value to the business, and how do you quantify it? And then for everything you ask for, you have to be able to quantify your value to the organization. Yeah, I, I think it's that, that feminine part of us, which is basically we don't really toot our horns. We don't really talk about our accomplishments. I, I can say personally that I, I had that difficulty in my life is that once an achievement has occurred or a goal or a, an award is received, it's like, okay, thank you very much, but I'm already moving on to the next thing. It's that we do really need to stop and really look at our accomplishments, what we have created, and really celebrate those and really talk about those. I mean, women were not very good about talking. As you said, I've done everything you asked me to do, but here's the thing, you know, here's what I've, I've accomplished, and those are things that are that women need to talk more about is because of my talents, because of my abilities, and because of uh, the knowledge and expertise that I've acquired along this journey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, think, I think that's definitely something that uh, we need to become better at, not only asking for what we want, but really talking about what, we, what we've accomplished. And, and what we're going well. to accomplish, because yeah. we're always building a business case for ourselves, and I think that is uh, is critical. When we asked the women that we interviewed, what was the tipping point where your career took off? They said it was when I realized that I am responsible for my outcomes. Yeah. Nobody else is going to take care of me. I have to uh, be responsible for my outcomes. Self-esteem is so important, but that, yes, I can do these things. I have done these things. You know, women sometimes have to, they feel like they have to receive all this training, this expertise before they can even ask for a job, whereas men will ask for the job. And as you know, a lot of times jobs is training as you go along anyways. Like we're always becoming, whereas, you know, now it's time to say, you know, look, I've got these skills. I, I have this confidence. I've accomplished these goals, and I have to be confident about that. And, and I think that's, that's again, that kind of that portion, again, that support of other women, too, that really go, yeah, you can do this. You can do this. Believe you can do it, but also get the support of other women, too. Well, you know, um, Jenny Rometty, who's the uh, first woman CEO of IBM, I heard her in an interview talking about this very issue. And she said, you know, what what we as women have to uh, be, be comfortable. We have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I loved that. And she said, because, you know, you're, if you're not a, a bit uncomfortable in a p- new position or in a job, you're not learning. You're not growing. So she said, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I, I've just always loved that. And I, I always include it in my presentations because I think it is such an important thought. Uh, no, you, you don't wait until you are fully Accomplish so you can do the next job and walk in there and do it perfectly. You wait until you take the chance that uh, everything that you've learned can be applied and that you can learn as you go along. And others will support you, especially as you get to be more senior. It's not about how much you know. It's about how do you lead, how do you get others to come up uh, with ideas and to work together successfully to succeed. So I think we have to realize that many times we'll be moving into positions where um, you know, maybe we haven't had that direct experience, but every other experience we bring to the table is valuable, and we can then apply it. And it's also amazing, and uh, because I learned this as I moved ahead in many positions, uh, you can be the leader 
and really not know how to do some of the things that the people in your organization do, they're happy to teach you. They yeah. just think it's great. Oh, my gosh. Yes, let yeah. me show you how this is done, Sharon. Um, and uh, I've even had some of them stand there and laugh at me when I couldn't do something and then say, well, here, let me show you. Never thinking in any way, oh, she can't be the leader because she doesn't know how to do this. She's the leader because she knows how to pull us all together so we achieve our the goal uh, that's being set forth and that each of us as an individual is valued. And yeah. that's one thing well, women do really well. We value the people who are yeah. on our teams. You know, we, we women in, in leaderships in the past have always been about being a superwoman. I have to do everything. I have to be everything to be successful. But the new model is, no, I don't have to be all those things, but I, I can get the support I need. I can ask for what I, ha- ask for what I need and, ha- and the help that I, I need to get the job done, and that it's okay to ask others how you can help them. So that collaboration, I mean, the, this, is, this is the phenomenon that women are finally getting, getting used to is that, yeah, when I ask for help, I get it, and then when I help others, I get, I get it back in return. It comes back to me threefold. So that's, that's the exciting thing is, is that we're, we're starting to figure it out. We can be women. We can ask for help. We can get what we need, and we can be successful, and we can share in that success with other people as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's the important thing is we share our success. But the other thing is we need to own our success. Wonderful story um, in uh, my book that – Uh, I got from a woman who was a senior director at Pfizer. Uh, She said that at one point uh, a senior executive came up to her and said, oh, you did a great job on this last project. And she said, well, it wasn't me, it was my team. And she said later on that same executive stopped her in the hallway in a more informal environment and said, do you know what you did to me when I complimented you and you said it was the team? He said, you suggested I didn't know what I was talking about. He, he said, you have to own your success. And she said, what I realized is that, yes, the team was very good, but without the leadership, the team would not have been able to, uh, you know, to achieve this goal. And it was her leadership that created uh, the environment where the team could perform. And her comment was, you know, we do, basically when someone compliments you, uh, and there are times, of obviously, when you're going to want to recognize a team, but when someone compliments you, you say thank you. You notice there's been a big pause here. You yeah. say thank you, and you close your mouth. <laughs> and, you know, it's so hard for us as women to do that, but uh, I, I thought it was a really important point. And I find when I'm speaking and I give this example and I say that thank you and I, I take a long pause, I, could see, I can see people's minds working and say, yeah. you know what, well, that really is tough. It's well, really not, tough us for really us not to give credit. But, you know, if we had not facilitated the group and the team and got, made sure they had the resources, the, um, the goals, they knew where they were going, uh, gave them the skills, if we had not done that, it would not have happened. And, you know, a lot of these things wouldn't have happened if you hadn't read this book. I know we haven't talked about the eight strategies because we want people to go read your book. That's the important thing. What your book is is, is a book of strategies, and they're, and they're common sense, but the, it's a tool book, and that's what I really like about it. But it also is a collaboration and a connection of so many women with such great knowledge and expertise such as yourself. 
and I want to congratulate you on the book and, and of course, uh, How Women Lead, The Eight Essential Strategies for success, Successful Women Know. And you, you're, you're a pioneer. You, you've created a, a platform for women to go to to really get the knowledge and to really, you know, we hopefully leadership and parity, we're going to get there sooner than later. And uh, we're a work in progress. But, again, my, my premise is, is that we really, when we ask for what we want and we get the help we need and we support one another, anything is possible. I absolutely agree. Uh, and I think the other thing is to never think that we as women are broken. I hate the writers who write, here's what's wrong with women and here's how to fix yourself. Yeah. We have to realize that we as women have strengths and we have abilities and we have insights that others don't bring to the table. And right. it's about identifying our strengths and then building on them. It's not about saying, I'm broken, I need to get fixed. I right. am strong, I can grow, uh, and uh, I can build on my strengths, and I will be a success. Well, well Sharon, where can they find the book and, and other things that are going on and what's next? And uh, we're, this book is definitely going to be more and more successful. It will be, be well-read. It's one you can put by your... Uh, on your desk, by your bed, to just leaf through and find uh, different strategies and things that will be helpful. And, and I consider you one of our leading women. You're just another Thank one you. of my sisters. So how can they find more about you? Well, uh, the book is sold anywhere that books are sold. It's available in hard copy. It's uh, available um, electronically. And it's, uh, it's also available as uh, a book that you can listen to uh, download and listen to because it's been uh, it's been the vo it's been voice recorded, so it's um, it's available in almost any format uh, that you would look for. It's also available in Portuguese if you happen to read Portuguese. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of doing its thing. Uh, so that's how people can do that. I have a website for the book, which is uh, long but intuitive. It's uh, www.how SuccessfulWomenLead.com. So just think about what you, the question is: How successful women lead, and that will get you to the website. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook account, uh, both of which are How Women Lead. And again, uh, particularly the Twitter and the Facebook are ways to continue the conversation because what we do on uh, Twitter and Facebook is. We post articles, uh, information of interest, and start a conversation. And all, most, all of these are focused on women and leadership and uh, uh, women achieving their goals and aspirations. So it's a great way after you've read the book or even before you've read the book to continue the conversation. Yeah. Well, these are these conversations are going all on all over the world and you know we're we're continuing to make progress but again we we have different areas of leadership that we need some strong women there and we want to keep keep creating pathways and opportunities for them to 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 get there so i want to congratulate you and thank you for what you all are doing to create that opportunity for these women and for all of us so congratulations best wishes in all things uh, I would like you to know, of course, that uh, Leading Women, uh, our, Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, our website, everything will be helping you to promote what you do. 
that's what we do. We, we connect with women, and it's about helping them to be successful as well. So uh, we will continue to promote what you're doing, and, and we'll just keep working, and we'll continue to, to go forward. Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure to meet you uh, over the telephone. I've re- I looked at your work as well, and I guess what I love most of all is the synchronicity, the yes. synchronicity that we as women bring to every project and to leadership as we work together to make this world a better place for everyone to live in, to work in, and to uh, grow in. Well, when we when we take our passion, what really makes us makes our hearts strings twang, uh, we really are making a difference. I think when it really comes down to it, we we know the issues and and we have the tools and we have the ability to make this a better world. Absolutely. So, uh, I would like for us to stay in touch and stay connected. Uh, we are all doing the same thing. Um, anything we can do to help you in the future. Uh, all you need to do is disconnect with us because that's what we are, helping you to, to be successful and to continue this path. So thanks again. Thank for, you. Thank you for everything you're doing, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too.